What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. This week, we have an awesome episode for you. We recap some college football. Sarah finally learned what a cheesesteak is, and should Bobby Dahlbeck be playing DH? Let's go. Let's have a great show. We're so happy to have you guys here. Y'all know what it is. (laughs) It's Saturday. Yeah. Gonna talk a little bit, sip a little bit. Sarah, Kendra, I see you ladies. <laughs> Y'all know what time it is. Uh. <laughs> Looking like you just graduated. Woo. Coming from a place that y'all gravitate. Looking like a boss, I just had to say. Woo. I know you got the sauce, no potato bread. Woo. All right, sis, knock him out, Mike Tyson. Woo. And I like it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Saturdays and Seltzers. My name is Kendra Middleton, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, Sarah Griffin. Sarah, you're, you seem a little stressed. What's what's up? What's good? <laughs> I was saying, Kendra just watched me have a complete mental breakdown like, <laughs> over the last half an hour because of my laptop. <laughs> so oh, I'm good. just we figured it out. easygoing easygoing goofy mood as always <laughs> <laughs> silly goofy mood i i said to sarah as she was like mid freak out i was like well at least we're drinking tonight so uh sarah <laughs> what are you drinking tonight uh tonight i am doing a repeat the white claw watermelon can't go wrong oh my god okay all right love it <laughs> i you've had the truly peach teas right yes i love those Okay, I hate it. You hate it? It's so sweet. It's so... And I love sweet tea. I like peach, but it's so sweet. Like, I like it. I'm just scared it's going to give me a hangover. Uh-huh. I would say, well, uh, yeah, you can't have too many of them, but that's why I like it, because it's so sweet. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I want, like, the, like, hair on your chest liquor. Um, so, we have decided that we are going to rank the seltzers that we have tried. I think each week, yes. we could do, like, a, because obviously this is going to keep growing, we could do, like, a running top three and then, like, a last. So, yes. I filled mine out. I have had six so far. I know you've had a few repeats because you've had, like, the blue Bud Lights, like, two weeks, and now you've had the watermelon yes. seltzers. <laughs> so, while you rank yours, I will explain mine. I already have mine filled okay. out. I made I made a spot for this okay. in our show notes. So um, I'm going to start from the bottom up. My least favorite, and I hate to do this. I hate to do it. Um, but the Hoot Pineapple Coconut was just not my vibe. I know, like, a lot of people love the coconut and drinks. I just, no matter what it is, hate it. Even the, I think it's like a Coconut LaCroix. I just can't get on that vibe. Number five, mm-hmm. and this might shock a few people, but the Lover Boy. Um, Loverboy is my number five. Hoot Limeade's at four. Watermelon White Claw at three. Shout out Matt Rambo. My Pineapple High Noon is at two. (laughs) And then my favorite seltzer that I've ever had, ever, 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 and I even like spread these out through my apartment, was the Hoot Strawberry Kiwi. That whole pack is just unreal. There's like a raspberry lime one in there, that one, um, and two others I can't remember right now, but those are so good i'm actually obsessed with them um and then tonight i, I have, have to the, try those yeah i i have some somewhere in a box to bring you i forgot when i saw you last week because i have a fanny pack and koozies and stickers and stuff for you too 
Um, this week I have Ooh. the peach and the strawberry truly hard tea. So I will rank those next week. So tune in for that when we rank the ones we're drinking tonight. Even though Sarah is already on here, I will rank mine next week. Sarah, <laughs> give us your countdown. Okay. So I'm actually going to go. So my number five, even though I do like lime white, lime white, white claws, I'm going to go <laughs> lime white claws because it's kind of boring. It's just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Four, mango white claw. Again, good. Just kind of boring. Three, I really mm-hmm. like the blue Bud Light. I think the actual flavor is blue raspberry. It was one of the boxes that it came in like the summer seltzer cans yeah. that Bud Light sent me like last month, I think it was. That one was actually really good. Two, mm-hmm. watermelon white claw, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then number one is the, I think it's the orange chai lover boys that I like okay. a lot. That's the one that I was drinking a couple weeks ago, and those are definitely my number one. I need to try those still, because I don't, I don't remember which lover boy I had. Do you? Oh, it was like the, it's like cinnamon something, or I don't know, some something like that. And I just didn't love it. But if you like that one, I will try it and uh, maybe work no, it No, orange my chai list. is the best one. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give it a whirl. Um, Sarah, this last week you traveled for the PLL. I want to hear, first of all, how it was, how the games were. I watched the games, so we can recap those a little bit if you want. Yes. But most importantly, I do want to know about the food eventually. So oh, yeah, I did. Okay, so PLL games were obviously very exciting, as you know. You watched those ones, and both – First of all, someone tweeted at us, I don't remember who, the Atlas lost to Chaos 15-9, to and I said, because I wrote my article last week, I was like, oh, I want the Atlas to win, but I specifically said, I'm like, whenever I want a team to win, that's when they lose, so... You did say that. I predicted. I said my prediction was, so that probably means Chaos is going to win, and someone tweeted at us, like, oh, Sarah Jinx, the Atlas, I was like, no, I did not. This is exactly what I planned out, but no, it was... Blaze Reardon was definitely the MVP of that game for the Chaos. Yeah. Goal. I think it was, yeah. He had a 68% save percentage, I think. He had mm-hmm. 17 saves. And then, I mean, it also helps when your offense is on their A game. They had four, sco- I think it was four different goal scorers that were all shooting at or above 50%. You know, I think Josh Byrne had four goals. I think it was four goals, and then Dane Smith had, like, six points, including three goals, you know. Everyone was just performing. Everything was just – it was complete domination in that game. Whereas in the Whip Snakes um, Water Dogs game, I think the Water Dogs did whatever they could, you know. Just the Whip Snakes, they're a tough team to beat. Mm-hmm. And shout-out to Matt Rambo because our boy <laughs> had a great game. <laughs> I know. It was fun. Um, I, was saying, I had yeah, – that- Goal that was everywhere. That did you see yeah. that goal? It was like yeah. posted on so many different places. Mm-hmm. And I um, Zed I Williams had, had a great game. Yeah, I had it posted that we should talk about the guy that was like tweeting us during the second game. <laughs> but I think we should just go ahead and talk about it now while we're on the topic. Because like yeah, so Sarah and I were both tweeting oh, about the PLL. <gasps> Fredward, <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny oh uh, as you said that jackson barked what a time is this this is the jackson freddy clip of the week hell yeah let's go boys um so anyways yeah so we i we were both tweeting about like the pll playoffs that day and 
Yeah. Um, I was like, some. Di- oh no, Dylan tweeted us and he was like, the Matt Rambo Satin Seltzers Pod Boost or whatever. And uh, yeah. we like kind of rode with it. And this guy like tried to flame us. And it was ridiculous <laughs> because that is, first of all, w- what podcast was it? So it's this podcast called The Post Game and it's just a lacrosse podcast. I actually, I listened to a few episodes. It's super funny, but it is strictly lacrosse. Whereas I don't, because that kid that was tweeting at us follows me on my main. So I'm like, mm-hmm. He has to know this is not a lacrosse podcast. Like, there's maybe 10 minutes total each week that's dedicated to lacrosse. And also, that tweet, we didn't even make that tweet. And that's not, like, they're not a trademark thing. Their podcast is funny. It's very funny. I follow both their hosts. Super funny guys. You know, they're super smart, good at what they do. But they're strictly lacrosse podcasts where we're not. So, like, I don't see what the beef is here. Yeah, was that guy just a fan, or was he one of the hosts? Oh, he's just a fan. The hosts didn't even interact with that tweet. That is, it's just so weird. Like, I don't <laughs> even know what he was upset about. Like, we had people commenting, like, what are you even mad at? Are you, and I don't know if he was mad that we had a guest, or if he was, like, mad that we said that it was, like, a pod boost, which isn't even their thing. Like, that's a part in my take thing, and I think <laughs> so many people say that. So I was just so confused. That was so whack. And he wound up, I, I texted you, but he wound up, like, deleting a bunch of tweets. Oh, yeah. I was, like, sitting there as I'm, like, trying, because the game was still going on, and I'm, like, writing stuff down. And then, like, our podcast Twitter's, like, blowing up, because I'm like, what the fuck is this kid talking about? <laughs> what did we do? Have an interview? Because <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. It was... I was like, is it wrong of us to have had a guest? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it was so wild. I'm, like, texting you, and I'm, like, who is this ass clown? And you're, like, I have no idea. But anyways, yeah, the second game was a lot of fun. I like the first game, too. Um, but what else did you do in Philly? Did you eat any good food? Did you see any cool stuff? Uh, I did see. I did a, a little bit of a sightseeing day on, what was it, Monday, when just to kind of kill time because my flight wasn't until late at night. But I did have a cheese steak I had it from Alessandro's, I believe it's called. That's the one. That was the okay. one multiple people requ- uh, recommended to me. Very, very good. And like I said before, I wasn't a big cheese steak person, but I did enjoy it. And I can okay, now see why makes, people love them. What makes it a good cheese steak? Because, like, I don't, I don't eat cheese steak. I don't know. Like, what – you said you didn't like cheese steak before, but it was good. So, like, what was different? It's like good. See, I feel like my original thought was, oh, Philly cheesesteaks. I didn't know that they're like, well, obviously like cheesesteaks, like they're kind of just junk food, whatever. But I thought like, oh, it's like gourmet shit. That's what makes it Philly. No, it's like gross. Like it's like <laughs> cheese whiz. Like, like it's something <laughs> you that you like crave. <laughs> I didn't know. Yo. I didn't know until we had yeah when we had Matt on last week. He's like, yeah, it's like cheese whiz or something. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> You didn't know there but was cheese sound whiz stupid. on it? Oh no. my god, Sarah. <laughs> you are so innocent. I thought it was just a really good thing. sandwich. I oh. thought it was like just a really good sandwich only in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking it. kidding me? Sarah. Oh my god. That is fucking unreal. I did not know you didn't know what a Philly cheesesteak was. <laughs> <laughs> you were probably I so didn't want to say it last week. week 
sneak when you're on the call. I was like, this is so embarrassing. (laughs) 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 I'm going to have to go back and look at your face when he says cheese whiz. (laughs) I'm going to have to like watch Like literally something. I just like froze in my brain. I'm like, what? (laughs) So I'm not a big cheese whiz fan. So I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm going to like whatever this is. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so what did you see on your sightseeing tour? <laughs> um, I walked around, so, because I was like, oh, like, everyone was like, yeah, Independence Hall, like, there's, like, this beer garden thing across from the Liberty Bell, like, whatever. And I was with one of my friends, and we go, forgetting it's Labor Day. Mm. <laughs> uh, the beer garden is closed. So mm-hmm. then we're like, oh, let's go look at the Liberty Bell, then. What the fuck else is there to do? You, I didn't know. I thought the Liberty Bell was just, like, out in the open. It's, like, Aww. in a building. You have to wait in line. And the, like, it was a hot day on Monday. And we're like, well, how long is the line? Whatever. It says 60 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I'm not waiting 60 minutes to stare at a bell. It's like Plymouth Rock. I'm not waiting oh to stare God. at it. <laughs> I was just going to say Plymouth Rock. I'll pull it up on Google. I was just going to say Plymouth yeah. Rock was the most disappointing. An absolute scam. Oh, my God, yeah. When I first came to Boston, like, I was probably, like, 15. And I was, like, so yeah. excited because that's all you learn about down south about New England is, like, Plymouth Rock and, like, Squanto. That's literally it. And <laughs> so I was, like, okay, sick. This rock is going to be dope. Like, I love rocks. I think rocks are fucking sweet. So I was, like, let's go. And I get there, and it's just, like, a pebble in, like, a six-foot hole. And I'm, like, this is this like, is it. This is what rock. this this country was founded on this fucking, like, stupid-ass rock. Are you kidding me? I was, I was like, this is absolute blasphemy. Why have I thought that this was, like, this giant thing for so long? It was so disappointing. So I understand the, like, landmark touristy disappointment. Yeah. So instead, we just kind of, like, walked around. Because, like, there's, like, nice parks in that area and stuff. So we just kind of did that. I, like, tried, whatchamacallit, pulling up to see... Lauren, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, Lauren. <laughs> hi, Lauren. <laughs> Say hi to the pod. And she's gone. She's gone with the wind. See you, Lauren. <laughs> but yeah, we just walked around, looked at some flowers, you know, nice aesthetic walks. I was in another part of Philly. I think it's West Philadelphia, actually. Um, when I got there. Yes. Saturday night, and I was like, in my Uber, I was like, oh, this is kind of scary. Is this what all of Philly looks like? Oh, my God. But no, there's definitely very different parts to it. So it was fun. I had a good time. All right. Sarah finally knows what a cheesesteak is, so I'd consider that a dub. Um, While you were in Philadelphia, I was extremely busy watching college football. Yes. Um, And so I think it was Thursday night last week, Thursday night. Ohio State played Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a wild game. Like, Minnesota was still in it for a while. Um, obviously, Ohio State won. It kind of got nasty, like, towards the end of the fourth quarter. Um, but I watched that, had a couple beers. It was a good way to start the season. Um, I, I I always root for the underdog, and I fucking hate Ohio State, so that was, that was a good time. Um, UNC got upset by Virginia Tech. That was kind of crazy. The Alabama-Miami game. Uh, so, Alabama's kind of a fucking wagon. I think that they could uh, just – its a, they, they look like as well-oiled of a machine as ever. And Miami's supposed to be good, and they absolutely just dog-walked those fuckers. So 
that was that was fine. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma wasn't that impressive. I mean, like, okay, so you would think that one of the like top like football teams in the country would be able to beat Tulane by more than they did, and so that was like, yeah, kind of the shock for me. I see why they like kind of dropped this week in the rankings. Um, the Clemson game was kind of boring. It was just like red zone punt after red zone punt. Uh, UGA looks pretty filthy. The, the SEC is back. I think Clemson might be dead. Their reign might be over. I think it's just going to be Alabama again. Penn State-Wisconsin was the most exciting game of the weekend, in my opinion. It was just, like, big defensive play in the red zone after a big defensive play in the red zone. It was a really low-scoring game, but it was a lot of fun. Um, the Wisconsin jump around was awesome. Watching Jenny Taft was was a highlight of my weekend. <laughs> LSU, I UCLA. I actually know what that is. Hey, yeah. Um... <laughs> LSU-UCLA was kind of boring for me. I don't really give a shit about UCLA. Um, and Notre Dame-FSU was just really disappointing. Um, AP polls for this week. Sarah, do you do you have any opinions about college football before I talk about the AP poll? Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, my only big opinion is I like when Wisconsin does the jump around thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that one. I've, I've I love done that. it. Camp Randall's I dope. Camp Randall's a good time. It's so fun. <laughs> um, actually, like, when you're there doing it, the stadium literally shakes. It's kind of crazy. Really? Um, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> nuts. Um, but this week's top four is Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. Um, they, had a, they had a drop after a, a bit of a loss. That's the only thing that really stands out to me. On the outsides, A&M, Clemson after their loss to UGA, and Cincinnati. I know you don't know a ton about college football, um, but basically there's this argument that if Cincinnati goes undefeated, can they beat out a one or two loss SEC team to get into the playoffs? And that's been kind mm-hmm. of a big thing on like sports debate shows this week. And I, I honestly think that it, it, I think that Cincinnati should make it if they go undefeated, but I do think that it depends on who a one or two loss is to for an SEC team. Um, but that would be kind of crazy if they got it in and there's six SEC mm-hmm. teams in the top 25. My favorite team, Auburn, is ranked at 25 this week, which is kind of dope. I don't care for 25. We're fucking there. Um, and <laughs> my matchups to watch this week, this weekend is pretty boring as far as college football goes. So thank God the NFL is back. Um, I'm probably honestly just going to watch Oregon at Ohio State and Iowa at Iowa State. Those are really the only things that interest me this week. Um, kind of a watch this week. Uh, Wait, I, Sarah? I have a quick college football question, actually. Okay. What was the team where the coach – was it Notre Dame? The coach said that he wants to execute his team because I kind of like that. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I have that in our show notes. I definitely have that in our show notes. I, the fact that people were so upset about that is so absurd just because, like, who gives a shit? Like, I mean, like, I understand why some people would be upset, but, like, who cares? Like, is it really that big of a deal? Like, who cares? I thought it was fucking hilarious. I watched the videos. Like, that makes me want to watch college football. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't really know Brian Kelly that well, who's the coach of Notre Dame. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if he, like, meant it. I think he I think he meant it as a joke. I think it's obviously a joke. But, like, it, whoever's offended by this is just kind of ignorant. I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. Like, I, I who cares? Like, who cares? Like, stop being offended by everything. That's how I feel. Um, yeah, I thought it was yeah. fucking so funny. And also, I only knew it was Notre Dame because I used to have the – 
I think I end up deleting the Bleacher Report app because of it. But for some reason, I would constantly get Notre Dame football updates. And I went mm-hmm. to the app like 5,000 times to turn them off. This was like for the last two years. I was constantly getting them. And they just weren't good, I guess, the last two years. Because I didn't notification. I was like, damn, these fuckers are losing all the time. <laughs> and so I just leave the app because it just would not turn off. So I was like, whatever. Good luck to them. <laughs> and I saw that. I was like, oh, guess things aren't getting yep. any better. Uh, yeah. The, I, I hate, like, some notifications. Like, I can't turn off certain notifications for certain apps, and it's so annoying to the point where I do feel that way sometimes. Um, but I also hate Notre Dame. So I, I definitely get that. Um, Sarah, the NFL is back. It's Are back. you excited? It is. I am back. excited, actually. So, um, this I... segment is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $140,000 guaranteed in prizes for NFL Week 1, which is this week, and has awarded over $4 million so far. Thrive's featured $100,000 guarantee contest is $20 to enter and first place takes home 20k use promo code sns when you sign up today and you will receive a hundred percent instant first deposit match up to a hundred dollars sarah and i have partnered with thrive as most of you guys know and we have our first picks of the season um a couple stardom and sit picks from me a couple from sarah um i as always will be doing a jags pick sarah who you got this week Okay, so because I only pay attention to the Patriots, sorry everyone, mm-hmm. maybe I'll get more into the rest of the NFL this year. Oh, Freddie's leaving. Oh, no, he's not. He just moved over. Okay, Fred. Anyways, so the only start since it's I have are for the Patriots-Dolphins game. Um, starting, I have Patriots running backs, Damian Harris, James White. Always an easy guess to assume that a team with a rookie quarterback will rush a lot, even if Bill decides to get aggressive because of the division. Most likely being tight and all wins wins counting. Dolphins pass, rush, interception is great. So the kid might have some time. Damien Harris currently listed as a starter, but James White is a reliable veteran. And they'll most likely split pretty evenly in carries. Can you hear Freddie snorting? (laughs) (laughs) I love him. (laughs) He's being so loud. Okay. And (laughs) all right, Freddie. Sit to a Patriots defense, secondary strong. Their defense allowed just nine touchdown passes to enemy quarterbacks at home last season. There you go. I I love the homer take, Sarah, as always. <laughs> I respect it. You're like the Jack Edwards of podcasting. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. as, no shame. As everyone knows, <laughs> I am going to week one of the NFL 
Jaguars at Texans with some of my friends. So I'm going to start off with my Jags yeah. pick. I'm going to go. Hell yeah. Um, so I'm going to go <laughs> with starting LaVisca Chenault this week from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was the number one targeted receiver from Trevor Lawrence in the preseason. And I think that they are kind of the future of this offense together. I think that we could see Lawrence to LaVisca for quite some time. And I wouldn't be surprised that if with Urban Meyer's ego, he just wants to go out there and sling it and show the kid can do it, even though our <laughs> offensive line's not the best. Um, I, I, you could also obviously start James Robinson here. Like you said, it's, it's, it's an easy thing for quarterbacks that are rookies to kind of rely on their rushing, uh, you know, as they, as they continue to ve- to develop. It'd be better if Travis Etienne was there, obviously, but um, we have Carlos Hyde behind James Robinson, and we picked up Duke Johnson this week. So I think LaVisca Chanel is an awesome option just because I think that Urban Meyer is going to go out there and want to have the kids sling it just for his own ego. Um, I also have a start with Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley um, from the Falcons. They are playing the Eagles this week. With Julio Jones gone, he's now the number one receiver in that offense. I don't like the Eagles secondary. Um, I think that he could have a field day in this game, honestly. And since wins in the NFC South mean so much this season, they really have to make a, like a statement and not drop any winnable games which is like a huge thing for the Falcons historically. Um, I think they have to finish. He's someone they have to rely on and to do that. Um, him and Matt Ryan have to connect, and I, I think that they, they can make that happen this year. Um, my last start is Gus Edwards with J.K. Dobbins out. I think any matchup against the Lions is most likely a favorable one. Um, and the Lions gave up the most fantasy points to running backs last year, and I don't really see that changing. I think he's going to get a ton of carries. He's averaging five yards a carry in his, in his NFL career, which is insane. So I think there's a lot of upside to him there. My sit is actually in the game tomorrow night. I'm not sure if I'm going to get this clip up tonight or after. I can hear Freddie snoring. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get this up tonight before the game tomorrow. Um, I'm going to try to, but if I don't, sorry people. Um, I, I have I have, Z- I have Zeke sitting this week. I think he's going to be really reliable for the rest of the season. I just don't like the matchup this week against the Bucks, I think that that's like a really just I mean they I just don't think you're gonna get very many yards on the ground against a team like the Bucks. um so I'm just not a huge fan of his like production this week from my standpoint um so yeah that's my start of Insidum this week I think that my picks could definitely blow up but if you want to play with us absolutely feel free to let us know we've been thinking about kind of starting something that we could interact with you guys. So tweet us your picks or play along with us. Let us know if you would like to have us submit lineups so yes. you can play against us for prizes. Totally something we can listen into, like look into with uh, Thrive. I'm sure they'd be willing to give us some t-shirts or something like that. Um, once again, <laughs> use promo code SNS when you sign up today and you will receive 100% instant match first deposit up to $100. And tweet us your picks and lineups to be featured on our Instagram and Twitter. Um, a couple more comments on the first game of the season tomorrow night well the first game of the regular season um did you see that tom brady announced that he had covid shortly after the super bowl uh parade i did see that i can't say it surprised me too much i but i was surprised just because i i am surprised in the fact that i kind of thought tom was immune to that just on his own even without a vaccine yeah (laughs) <laughs> totally, totally. I, I think it's crazy that um, the season's, like, starting out with the Super Bowl champs against, like, the Hard Knocks team of the year. I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah. 
But yeah, I, I'm not surprised that Brady had COVID. I mean, he was partying, he was hammered on tequila or whatever was going on. So uh, once again, <laughs> if the COVID vaccine is good enough for Tom Brady, it is good enough for you. And I think that that is an easy way to transition into the Red Sox. So um, get vaccinated at Red Sox. Whew. What the fuck is going on with them? I'm going to be real with you. I have not sat down and watched a full game of the Red Sox now in maybe four weeks. <laughs> I just, at this point, I get the updates from MLB at bat. I did watch some of the games last week for the Rays Red Sox series that went on last week just because I went on a Rays podcast, actually, just to, like, preview the series. I was like, well, I should probably at least watch one game if I'm going to go on mm-hmm. this. Yeah. But, yeah. I like it's kind of hard to like criticize them. Well, I did see clips from the Tuesday or what game was it? When the sun was just fucking over everyone. The Tuesday was that mo- game that was, was a shit show. Is that the five wait, hour no, that game? Was Monday. That was Monday. Mm. Yeah, that was Monday because that was when I was uh, at the airport and I kept getting the updates. I was like, what the fuck is going on? That these people have never seen the fucking sun. But yeah, besides that game. I think COVID is truly their worst enemy. They're very lucky the Yankees are on a losing streak right now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, things would not be looking so great in that wild card race for them. Yeah. But, yeah, the fact that they're one of seven teams that still have not reached the threshold and they have, like, 10 players, 12 players, I know what it is now, still on the COVID aisle is just kind of insane. Especially when it's yeah. September 8th and we're in the middle yeah. again of a wild card race. Yep, I watched that game on Tuesday, and that was just the most shit show of a Red Sox game. And and the Red Sox have had some really shit show games this season, but that was just an absolute mm-hmm. disaster for me. They should have closed that game out. It was seven to one, and you know Verdugo had those those two fumbled balls that really cost him. Iglesias with that like bobbled catch to like not get that double play to end that inning really fucked them over too. I, I mean like Chris Sale like I I as much as I think that you can put blame on him it wasn't all his fault that's for sure but I have mm-hmm. a really really flaming hot take so Bobby Dahlbeck is Ooh. probably going to be out of the lineup coming up because Kike is coming back right so yes. Bobby is one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now that's undeniable and maybe maybe it's a Saturday and Seltzer's pod boost who knows um just from us <laughs> don't say that talking about him just don't maybe, say that maybe. this is your jinx bitch this is your jinx Okay. I was like, no, we're, we can't say boost on here. There's no bump. That's yeah. trademark. <laughs> what <laughs> if, because Bobby is playing better than JD with a bat right now, if he became the mm-hmm. DH, you know, just, just, you know, temporarily, temporarily. I mean, maybe, maybe not temporarily, but for now, you go with the hot hand. How do you feel? Okay. Okay. I mean, I know JD has not been performing up to standards recently, that's for sure. Um, maybe try it out for a game, especially if JD continues on. I'm not going to say he's on a downtrend. I think he's just in, like, kind of a lull, like, slump period. It's just not mm-hmm. a great time to do a slump when half your lineup's out right now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, especially with Kike coming back, you know, you have to make space. You have to make room for these guys. Like, you mm-hmm. can't not have Kike in there, especially yep. that outfield unit of him, Renfro, and Verdugo. I never want to see Verdugo in center again. Me either, <laughs> That's ever. for damn sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I think – why the fuck not? Like, I think at I this point, you just have to do whatever you have to do to win games. So, try it out. See what happens. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe, because I feel like Bobby started to get a spark as soon as his job got threatened with Kyle Schwarber coming up and like, oh, yep, yep, first base, he's going to be the new first baseman. You know, competition yep. sparks those guys, so if mm-hmm. JD's job's threatened, let's see what happens. Yeah, I agree. I was just going to say, well, first of all, thank you for validating my unseen feelings. Second of all, I was going to say, maybe (laughs) the same thing would happen with JD that happened to Bobby. And what's the worst case scenario? You have two hitters playing really, really well competing for a spot in your lineup. That's that's the worst thing that could happen. And if, if JD crumbles, JD crumbles. You still have Bobby playing really well. I don't really think that there's a whole lot of downside to this. Um, speaking of not a whole lot of downside, I am opening my second of these teas. This one is a strawberry one. So while I open this, Sarah, what is your Red Sox panic meter at 1 to 10 in this exact moment? In this exact moment, maybe it should be higher. Again, I have not been watching the games as closely as I did in the past. But right now, Mm -hmm. mine's still just at, like, a 6. I think, guys, like... I think we're reaching towards the end of the COVID, I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. I know I saw a report. Poor freaking Christian Arroyo. He might be the unluckiest human on earth. I read that he's the only player that still has, like, strong symptoms. So probably won't be a while till we see him again. But I feel like he's been on the IL, whatever, for, like, mm-hmm. 90% of the season. So I think they can make do with that. Yeah. But I think we're going to start seeing that turnover finally in, like, the bullpen especially. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of when those guys come back, what they look like. And, you know, maybe I'll bump it up to a 7 just because it is September 8th and things mm-hmm. are winding down now. We're in that final yeah. stretch. So they don't really have time to, like, get back to what they were. Not that a lot of those guys, especially in the bullpen, were great prior to COVID. But yep. that is probably when I'll be more panicked if they come back and things still aren't looking good, like, performance-wise. Yeah, all right. That's that's totally fair in my book. Also, the strawberry tea is way better than the peach one. Way better. Is it? I've never had a strawberry yeah. one. Yeah, strawberry one's way better. Um, so your panic meter, my panic meter for the Giants, um, they beat the Dodgers on Sunday Night Baseball, which made me feel a little bit better. But the other night they didn't, mm-hmm. like, they almost, like, they didn't almost blow a game to the Rockies, but there was a minute where they were up pretty good, and I was like, mm, their bats are getting a little hot. Like, it was it was a little bit yeah. of a panic moment just because I was like, no, 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 no. We just beat the, the Dodgers. Let's just, like, keep the streak moving. Um, but I'm, I'm not yeah. panicking, at all, panicking at all. I still feel pretty confident. The remaining schedules, like, the Giants have a little – like, both teams have a really tough remaining schedule. Like, they're in the top ten for toughest schedules left in the season, but the Dodgers or the Dodgers have a yeah. little bit more of a tough schedule coming up, so I'm I'm not panicking. I think I think we're okay as long as we can just stay course. I'm I'm not worried about the Giants. I uh, I think that we will keep on moving, shaking and producing. Um speaking of moving and shaking, I went to the Grateful Dead, well, Dead and Company last <laughs> week. Um and I tweeted about this and I saw Chaz, Sarah. <laughs> I for fifteen seconds I saw Chaz. I'm not going to say his last name, but I'm standing like getting ready to leave, and I knew he was a deadhead, and it was him in mm-hmm. a like tie dye t shirt and chacos, absolutely fucked up, like so absolutely Classic. trashed. Classic Chaz, <laughs> and I was just like, Classic Chaz shit i never thought i would ever see you again and he didn't see me didn't recognize me he was so trash i don't even think if he did notice me he would know who i was but holy crap i had a freaking heart attack heart attack sarah 
I literally was like, please I don't just... tell me. I was like, I spiraled. Well, because I feel like I didn't even see that text for some reason. So you texted our group chat and it was like, I just saw a chat. I didn't see it till the next day for some reason. Mm-hmm. But I knew you were at the concert. I was like, oh, like maybe she, maybe it's like a drunk text that she saw like someone that looked like him or whatnot. But I saw your tweet nope. again. Like I saw a chat. <laughs> oh my God. I was God, stone cold sober. <laughs> I was sober and I convinced myself that he had listened to the podcast and knew about our burner and everything. I was like, oh, my God, he knows. I was literally stone cold sober. And I was like, he's going to see me. He's going to know I'm ending his life. And I was like, wait a second. Do I really care? No, I don't. Um, So that was my mini panic. We don't stop for Chaz's opinion. No, we do not stop for Chaz's opinion. Um, But, okay, so last night we – we're both tweeting about Matt Walsh. I was going to, I mean, should I read what he said or do you think people know? Because I really want to talk about it. I just don't know if I should read what he said because I have it pulled up. I say, I say read it for context. Let's give him, okay. I, I, was, I hate giving him yeah. attention, but like. Me too. Yeah, it's a little bit mouthy, but I will read it. So uh, Matt Walsh is quoted <laughs> as saying, I must say this situation only demonstrates why I personally prefer for sports broadcasters, especially football broadcasts, to be handled mostly by men. Lindsay, though worse than the average, even as far as female sports reporters go, is definitely not the only female to enter into this mostly male space and seek to feminize it. She wants the football stadium to be quiet and gentle, considerate, and respectful of personal space. She wants it to be a more feminine environment. She's trying to assimilate herself into the culture of football fans. She is rather hoping that they assimilate themselves to her. This is a problem across our culture. Sports just happen to be an area where the problem is especially pronounced and obvious. Females enter into areas that have typically catered and mostly belong to men. Then, often quite successfully, they try to change them, to emasculate them, and thereby destroy the primary reason for their existence in the first place. This phenomenon is so far-reaching in football especially that they're changing the rules now to make the game itself more gentle and feminine. Football, you know, is still violent, but it's less violent than it used to be. This year, they're even focusing on penalizing players who say mean or rude things to each other on the football field. They've been doing this during the preseason in the NFL. All of this, along with the token female side reporters and the female analysts at halftime, it's an effort to make the game less appealing to the people that game invented what the game was invented for to begin with. Fuck the fuck off. For a minute there, I forgot that was like a thread. I was like, how did you fit that all in one tweet? (laughs) But yeah, no, that was... I know he's like one of those guys who's in the business of tweeting like dumb, ridiculous, hot takes like just to get engagement or whatever but i'm like because then he just kept continuing he's like why is everyone coming at me i'm right and I'm like, hello that's so, yeah that's so toxic like why are you trying to gatekeep things that make people happy and if by feminizing the game you mean making it safer so athletes don't have fucking permanent brain damage then by all means fucking feminize the goddamn game Fuck you. I literally saw a tweet this weekend. It was by a female sports reporter who had a ton of followers. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to get engaged because I knew her fucking simps would come for me. And I don't remember who it was, but she tweeted. She was like, my least favorite call in football is targeting. I'm like, your least favorite call is the thing that protects athletes the most from fucking permanent brain damage. Get bent. You're all idiots. She's an idiot. This guy's an idiot for saying that. Like, 
Uh, do you think that okay you know what let's take the argument for at face value you say that this game is meant mostly for men it is a male dominantly owned thing okay who do you think men want to watch more hot girls talking about football or men even if the production which it's not is a little lesser who the fuck do you think men the consumer dominantly want to watch you fucking idiot well, that's what I said. I made a tweet. I was like, I don't know. It sounds kind of sus to me that you just want strictly men. Like, for someone that also comes from, like, I don't know, the world of, like, Ben Shapiro and shit, I'm like, I would think you're a little homophobic here, but I don't know. You're, you're a little sus, buddy. You just want it to be a complete sausage fest? Well, all power Those to are, you, I guess, but that's just, yep. no. <laughs> Those are always the guys that are in the closet anyway that are scared to come out but it's okay to come out we support you we are we are we support LGBTQ you matt walsh friendly hell yeah we do <laughs> brother come out of the closet um <laughs> so i like tweeted i was like this is mad micro dick energy and i stand by that <laughs> um did you listen to certified lover boy this week i did i gave it one listen through i did like it it's just more of something like remember last week when we had this conversation about Kanye's album and we're like it's not really something you'd like put on a party or whatever I feel like that's what this album is this is what I would listen to like at a party whereas like I've just been so like not in a party mood the last week yeah. that I had the one listen through yeah I love it I loved it I haven't stopped listening to it I love mm-hmm. fair trade. I love too sexy. I love no friends in the industry. I think this absolutely bangs and I literally have not stopped listening to it. I'm <laughs> obsessed and I don't plan to stop. I'm not stopping. I will never stop. Certified lover boy. I love you and your memes. I do love the memes. I do have to listen to it more. I have the whole weekend off this weekend, so maybe I'll be more in that mood for it now. <laughs> Look at you. I was going to say, if I wasn't in Houston, we could watch football, but we will watch football next week, maybe. <laughs> I just saw that you added John Mulaney and Olivia Munn's pregnancy announcement into our show notes, and I'm so glad you did because I forgot about it. So let's talk yes. about it. How do you yeah, feel? Yeah, you know, obviously, obviously, I'm a big John Mulaney stan. I've always been a very big John Mulaney stan. I'm happy for him because I did watch the thing on Seth Meyers last night. It definitely looks like he's in a better place. I saw his stand-up in Boston a couple weeks ago. He seems a lot happier. I'm very happy for him and his recovery. I'm not a big Olivia Munn fan, so that was off-putting to me the second I found out they started dating. But I'm like, I don't know these people. Like, I don't know what their relationship's like. But I'm also a big okay. fan of John Mulaney's ex-wife, Anna Marie Tendler. So that's why I was a little sad for her when I saw that he was already in a new relationship just because she supported him all throughout his recovery. You know, they were married. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's got hurt. Like, that that stinks to see. And now I'm sure, like, John and Anna both were agreed on, like, oh, we don't want kids. Mm-hmm. But now, because, you know, that was one of his big jokes. Like, I never want kids, blah, 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 whatever. But now he's having a kid with this woman he's been dating for, like, four or five months. And mm-hmm. he's, like, freshly out of a divorce. And okay. it's a tough... It's tough for me to be like, yeah, I'm so excited for them. Like, I'm happy for them. It's just... Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel so bad for Anna Marie. I feel so bad for her. I hope she's well. She's an artist, so I'm <laughs> sure we'll get some great art out of it. <laughs> but okay. I really feel for her. Okay, right, don't why know. don't you like Olivia Munn? Uh, 
so I've, like, seen stuff that she has been trying to, like, get with John Mulaney since, like, 2015 when he was obviously married at the time. And that immediately, Wasn't she like, married to Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, something. She is just hmm. all over the place. And, yeah, she had some, like, tweets from, like, a couple of years ago, like, oh, I'm such a big John Mulaney fan, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Olivia. Mm. <laughs> then my TikTok, my TikTok for you page knows that I don't like Olivia Munn, so it keeps showing me all this stuff about her, like, celebrity book memoir, and she says all this nasty shit about it. Like, she's definitely not a girl's girl. I get that vibe very oh. much so. And I'm like, Ugh. But if she makes him happy, I guess. Okay. All right. I, I was going to say, yeah, I literally don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know anything about either of them except for the fact that she used to be married to Aaron Rodgers. That's literally it. Yeah. Congrats so, to them. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah, I saw a picture because my roommate was talking about it. And I was like, damn, she's like hella pregnant. So I'm surprised they waited this yeah. long to talk about it. So, yeah, I, I did not know any of that. I hope that she's a girl's girl because damn those girls are not my favorite um but mm. speaking of our favorites let's talk about our favorite treats of the week do you do you have any favorite treats of the week do you want me to go first what you got i would say i only have one just because okay. it was f- <laughs> i feel like i got a lot of weird hate this week that we don't have to get into i blocked most of those accounts but <laughs> <laughs> one of them <laughs> This was a, not a, I don't know what I did that some people, there's like a select group of people on Twitter that hate my guts. And it all mm. traces back to the ones I was talking about last week with that Brad guy with my freaking yeah. like, he was like, oh, you screwed up in this Montreal Expo. I was like, dude, whatever. And he's still mm-hmm. harping on it. They're still going at it. I've blocked like 20 people, but one of them, it wasn't even, he didn't even tag me in it. So he retweeted one of my tweets Sunday while I was at the game. And I was like, what is this account? And it was like a tweet I had about Josh Byrne, whatever. And I think at that point, Josh Byrne just had a hat trick. And I was like, wow, tough day. Because I was going to make a pick of Josh Burns to hit over two and a half goals. But one of my friends convinced me not to. I was like, fuck me, I guess. But anyway, so I made this tweet. And then this random account retweeted it. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, because I'm at this point very familiar with, like, who is my lacrosse Twitter followers, who is not. And so I looked at this account, and I was like, oh, what is this? Why are they retweeting this? Go to look at it, and it's very clearly one of these people. And so he retweets that tweet, then right after (laughs) goes, keep tweeting about lacrosse games that maybe three people are paying attention to. No one cares. And I, like, didn't even interact with it because I know that's exactly what those people want. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, you have 39 followers, I have 24.6K, so I don't think you're really in the business to be telling me who, like, no one cares what you're saying. The only people that follow you are your fellow little trolls. And I'm like, really? Because I've gotten plenty of interaction. Like, I'm not lacking in the lacrosse Twitter followers. Like, I've become great acquaintances with a lot of them, great people. And I'm like... Your 39 friends are also all old dudes who are probably all unmarried and miserable and sitting in their basements that are still upset about last week when I was like, hey, can you shut the fuck up? You guys are so miserable. And you just haven't moved on. Because I blocked them all for the most part, but they, like, continue. Like, they made burners just to follow me. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, are you that upset? Yeah, I forgot you people existed. All right, Freddie. I know I'm riled up about it too. You're right. 
(laughs) (laughs) I know, Fred. Those people, they're crazy. But, yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. I love that. It's always always those people that think they matter and they just don't. Um, I was like, whatever, I'll just block you. (laughs) Yeah. I I have a couple favorite tweets. My first favorite tweet is I tweeted about the man who broke into my apartment that we talked about last week and I said yes a man just broke into my apartment at 8 30 in the morning trying to tell me he's my new roommate Boston's wild already man and like a day later someone tweets me and they go was it this guy and it's a picture of fucking Johnny Sins and it do you know who Johnny Sins is Sarah okay good I, was gonna say, I do so know. Sometimes I'm like, mm, Sarah, well, you know who this is. If you don't know who Johnny Sins is, I found out who that Google is it. through Twitter. But yes, I know who that is. <laughs> oh God! Only Google who that is if you're over 18. If you are not, you did not hear this here, and you saw nothing. Um, so that was that. That was my favorite first tweet of last week. Um, this one actually includes you. So this kid messages me and he goes hmm what are the chances i could turn you into a bentley hockey fan instead of unh and i said probably about as good as the chances of you guys getting into the hockey east and i posted this on my private story and i was like this is fucking hilarious and you messaged me and said that you knew who this kid was and then you told me that you thought he was creepy as fuck and then, like, yes. 30 minutes later, another girlfriend of mine who was around, like, the hockey world, college hockey world, was like, oh, my God, this kid is the creepiest guy ever. He's been messaging me since I was, like, 15 and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, holy shit, this kid's crazy. How do you know this kid? Did he sign your DM, too? No. So what it was was I think it was back in May. I was on Hinge at the time. And I, like, I'm not very good with dating apps, so I would, like, join them and then, like, not go on them for a few weeks. And so this kid, I matched with him back in May, whatever it was, and I remember he did message me, and he goes, the real question is, can you ice skate? And I just looked at it, I was like, Yeah, he asked me the same thing. Yeah, I'm like, I don't really, um, (laughs) I kind of just use dating apps just to, like, look at things. I was very serious about it. (laughs) So I was like, I'm not going to answer that. And then I think, I don't know if he got upset because I didn't answer, but so then he followed me on Instagram, like, a week later, which, why you're still caught up on someone not messaging you back on a dating app a week later is already kind of a red flag, and messaged me on Instagram, because, well, can you ice skate or not? And I was like, oh, like, not very well, like, whatever, and then he's just like, oh, okay, like, blah, 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 just continues to talk, he goes, oh, like, what's your Snapchat, what's your phone number? And I'm just like... I don't know this person. I'm not really that interested. This is weird that he, like, took it to Instagram. So I just, like, left it on Reddit. <laughs> and then me he, too, like, yeah. re- removed me as a follower, like, unfollowed me. <laughs> all because I left him on Red, which I'm like, I don't know you. Don't go around. Like, what's your Snapchat? What's your phone? Number? That's weird. <laughs> that is I'm not so in the weird. wrong there. No. I don't okay, think I was so... being rude. No, you're not at all. Okay, so let's do a test. So he messaged me the ice skating thing but he also was like oh you should text me sometime and like drop me his number and i left him on red so let's see if he unfollowed me yeah you have to see yep he left he unfollowed me (laughs) 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 that's fucking amazing i literally was like you should text me sometime and dropped his number and i left him on red and he unfollowed my bitch ass let's go 
was dropping like flies out here. That makes me so happy. My question is, how often do you think this happens with him? Like, this has to be like a routine. (laughs) Dude, that's, especially because if he's had like the same questions lined up since like April, that's fucking Can you ice skate? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Oh my god. That's fucking amazing. Okay, so I have (laughs) some more tweets. There was a man who slid in my DM this week, and he said, Hi, Kendra. Your super warm bumble pics led me to your Insta. I'm Greg, born and raised in New York City with sharp, sarcastic humor. Lived in Europe and Asia (laughs) over 10 years. Let's enjoy hanging out and laugh with my inappropriate humor over your preferred beverage, winky face, and dinner. I'm working on climate change with an MIT electric vehicle spit out and get personally charged up from heavyweights, keto, fasting, cooking, dancing, live music, and road trips. Let's vibe. Shoot me a text. And he left me his number. And he said, or send me your number. See you soon. And then drop me a selfie. What a man. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> drop me um, a selfie. <laughs> the rest of my favorite tweets, someone made Jackson a fucking Twitter on real. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, I love that. All of, and they only follow you, me, and SNS. Fucking unreal. Yeah. Um, also, all of the tweets, responses to our little White Claw girls made by week. And those are all my <laughs> tweets of the week. The Slash little DMs, White Claw girl thing, like, is sent. <laughs> I, you know, shout out to Matt Rambo for sending us that selfie of him at the high news <laughs> at, like, 5 a.m. I was like, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. I did not know that it was at 5 a.m. until just now, and that is the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it was like 5.30 in the morning. That is my favorite thing I have ever heard. I did not check the timestamp, but you know he partied with Nooners then. That's fucking unreal. Shout out, Matt Rambo. You're my favorite guest we've ever had. Yeah, I was like, first guest, best guest, number one stands here. We'll never, we'll never top it. Um, so to wrap no. things up, Sarah, do you have any closing remarks? Um, no closing remarks this week. Let's see, Freddie, any closing remarks? Nope, he's knocked. Mm. No right. closing remarks well, on our end. If you are still listening, thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at Kendra Middleton and on Twitter, Kenny with an I am Middleton. Sarah, where can the people find yo shit? Uh, Both at SKG underscore 18. Thanks so much for listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. Keep on sipping, y'all, and we'll see you next week. Woman, no Dress game like science, girl, you all plus no minus. Wake up in the morning, check the time, and then the vibes move. Peanut butter curves with jelly above the thigh. Tell them no free sample if they ever want to try. Gotta buy the whole damn pie if you ever want to slice. That's the truth. Only tell the truth. What the hell you do? You got that juice. Fresh squeeze to Q. I can tell you new, and it ain't just you. Girl, it ain't just you. It's your whole damn crew. Got the haters on mute. Cause they love that view. Keep looking at you. Ain't nothing new. This is not their world. They know you run the city. Every town, every borough. They know you keep it real. Keep it classy. Keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys. The Saturdays for the girls. Get them girl. Get them girl. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city. Every town, every borough. They know you keep it real. Keep it classy. Keep it thorough. When Sundays are for the boys. The Saturdays for the girls. Get them girl. Saturday, y'all. Uh.
Saturdays and Celsius <laughs> With your host Kendra and Sarah uh, Y'all know who it is It's your boy K.R. Spot a kiss on the track Ha <laughs> ha